Hi, I'd like to welcome you to our show. I'm your host, Prang Medic. We're talking about life as a child of God and all things related to his kingdom. Thanks for joining us. If you're a new listener to the show, you can find articles and books and other resources on my website, www.prangmedic.com. Now let's jump into this week's show. My guest on today's show is my friend Matt Halleck. Matt is a contributor to a book I'm going to be publishing later this year on hearing God's voice. This book will be a compilation of essays from between 20 and 30 different authors. Matt and I became friends as we emailed each other after I received his submission. He told me that he has an autoimmune disease he'd like to be healed of and asked if I would pray for him over Skype. We spent a little over an hour talking today and I got to pray for him. If he shows any signs of healing or a reduction of his symptoms, I'll be sure to let you know in the future. Hi, good morning. How you doing? Good, good. Thanks for calling. Yeah, no problem. Um, I was happy to talk. And everything, the blog reading and all that stuff. It's been fun. Wife is here too. So. Hi. <laughs> hey, wife. I can... Oh, look, and you got a little girl there too. Yeah. <laughs> Hola, chica. I want to pray with you for healing because you have Lyme disease? Or something like it. I mean, Lyme's is a hard diagnosis. It is. And the tests that I've had, you know, have come up somewhat equivocal, more positive than negative. But I've never responded to even some of the best treatment out there, Lyme-wise, like other people do, you know. So for me, it looks very autoimmune with arthritis and fibromyalgia type of pain and stuff like that. Um, Okay. Yeah. Now... Do I understand correctly that you're going out praying for people <laughs> well, like the mailman the I, other day? Yes, I mean, yes, you totally read that. And that's, <laughs> I want to do more of that. I, like going out, I we've done it, I think, really Come twice with strangers so far. There's right. another time that I'm going to write about again uh, where Corey, my wife, got a word of knowledge and then there, and then when it sent me to go pray for the guy. <laughs> she wouldn't cross like, the chicken line. This is your word of knowledge. You've got to go do it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, that's that's really our heart. It's huge to go out and pray for people. And what, even though I'm sick, it doesn't matter. I shouldn't be sick, and neither should other people. So I want to keep on pushing for that and not let the fact that I'm dealing with something stop us. And that's how my wife feels, too, the same exact way. Yeah, and I really respect that. Uh, perspective. I get that question from a lot of people. They say, you know, I'm a, I want to go out and pray for people to be healed, but I have to get healed myself first. No one's going to take me seriously if I'm in a wheelchair or if I have this, you know, sling on my shoulder or whatever. And I tell people, look, we all have medical conditions we'd like to be healed of. I don't know of anyone who has perfect health, right. especially if you get into your 50s and 60s. You know, the world kind of beats you down and you start getting problems that come along. I have things I'd like to be healed of. I have not been healed of. My wife has a list as long as your arm of things she wants to be healed of. But she prays for people and they get healed. Yeah. I mean, the encouraging thing for my wife is she's been healed of a number of different conditions, but not everything that she wants to be healed of. Mm -hmm. Like she had a couple of herniated discs in her back. I mean, she has the MRI and she's got herniated and bulging discs. And she struggled for five or six months with a lot of severe pain. And then one day, bam, she changed her thinking and she got healed. Really? She had a frozen shoulder, torn rotator cuff, and torn bicep head in her right shoulder. 
and that all got healed miraculously one night. You know, she suffers from insomnia. She's been healed of that, which lasted for probably six or seven or eight months, but then it came back. Yeah. And it's been an on again, off again kind of a struggle. Mm-hmm. So I, I tell people, look, it's a battle. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to win some battles and you're going to lose some, and the enemy's going to push back, and you have to keep pushing against the enemy and keep gaining ground. You know, as much as we all want to have this, Lord, if you want to heal me, just heal me of everything. I want to be done with this stuff. Seldom does it actually work that way. <laughs> it's more of a process than anything else. And because even if you get healed of one thing, two years later, you're going to have something else. You're going to have to be going after that. So Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we've been going at this now for eight years with my health. And it's probably been the, the second half of those eight years. And then really the most recent, like just this last year or two, where we've really just gone after Jesus for healing in a major way, even though I, I'm still dealing with it and battling it. Like you mentioned, your wife changing her thinking, you know, about some of her stuff. That's what we've really been doing, too, just changing the way we think about it and not identifying ourselves with it. Right. Um, Don't let it become your identity. Yeah, not letting it become our identity. And because the truth is, no matter what our experience is showing us right now, the truth of the Bible is that it doesn't belong in my body because I'm under Jesus. Right. And who knows how, how long we will be dealing with this thing. But that kind of thinking is what I want to keep living in, you know, and the thinking that he is stronger. He is, he's more true than what my body might feel on this given day and not give ground to, you know, Satan in any of that. Yeah. So I'd like to switch gears for a second. How did you find out that I was going to publish a compilation book of essays on hearing God's voice? Well, I had first stumbled across just your divine healing book on Amazon. So I ordered it, read it, loved it. Um, and then it was just perusing your blog. And I happened to be looking at your blog at a time when that post was most current or recent or something like that. So I, okay. So that was back in probably May. Yeah. Something like that. Maybe earlier April, something like that. Oh, this is great. I'd love to, you know, just send him something and who knows if he would want it or not. But then I thought, okay, so the deadline is June 30th. So I've got plenty of time. And then as you know, you know, I, I sent it to you the night before incomplete, but, yeah. yeah, I got it on, what, June 29th or something like that, June 30th in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, I, I only put the deadline on there because I knew people were going to say, what's the deadline? And when I put it out there, I got all kinds of messages from people. Is it too late for the deadline? What's the deadline? Can I get an extension? And uh, I only put the deadline out there as a soft deadline because I really don't have a rush on this book. But it's kind of interesting. Um, you probably don't know this, but I don't think I put it in the blog post. I actually had a dream where the Lord gave me this dream and I was working with a bunch of writers on a collaborative project. And I thought, that's a brilliant idea. (laughs) Why not write a book with a bunch of different authors on the same subject and we can all compare our own revelation, our own experiences and share it all and people can learn that way. Yeah. Yeah. So right now, I think I've probably got over 30 different submissions from friends mostly. Wow. And they're all really good. <laughs> I think this book is going to blow people away. Really? There's going to be a lot of different perspectives. Um, some people are pretty outside the box <laughs> when it comes to, you know, church and 
you know, religion, and some people are are, are pretty uh, conventional. Mm-hmm. And it, I think it's going to be a really interesting book. So I wanted to thank you for putting in your submission because I read it and it's really good. I think it's going to add a lot to the book. Well, thank you. So the next part of the process is I'm trying to – I just published a book yesterday, and I I wanted to publish another book today, actually. Really? Wow. Uh, So today is Friday. Yeah, I have another book that's ready to go. The e-book is ready to go. We have to flow in the text for the print book. Uh Uh-huh. So the paperback is going to be probably another, probably a couple of weeks at least before we're ready to print that. And my wife said, "No, I don't want you to publish the ebook. I want you to publish the ebook and the print book together." <laughs> so she's making me wait, <laughs> and I was a little upset because I was so excited. I wanted to publish two books in two days, and she said, "No, you're not going to do that." <laughs> so I'm going to turn my focus now a little bit more to the compilation book on on hearing God's voice. Yeah. And what we're going to do next is I'll gather up the essays and then send them off to Lydia, who's my editor. And all of the contributors will be working with Lydia. She's going to help people bring out some more things. Don't be surprised if Lydia comes to you and says, hey, do you have any more revelation? Do you have any more teaching? Can you go a little more in depth on this? Because that's the kind of editor she is. I try to keep things short and succinct. And she says, look there's more in here that you're not talking about. Let's go after the more. So, and I'm giving her permission to pull out of people uh, as much as they're willing to give. I feel like to me, I feel like, man, this thing could go a thousand different directions in just this one essay. How do I keep it focused? Well, my contribution is going to be just a short excerpt from a book I'm writing on hearing God's voice. And that's how several of us are approaching this. Jesse Berkey is writing a book on Hearing God's Voice. Mark Verkler has a book on Hearing God's Voice, and they've both submitted excerpts from their books. So for some people, this is an excerpt of a larger book that I have, and for other people, this is a blog post that I wrote or two. Um, It can be whatever people want it to be. I think the book is really going to knock people's socks off, and I think it's going to help clarify for a lot of people what Hearing God's Voice really is all about. I think there's probably three or four people who are going to contribute who are prophetic feelers. Prophetic feelers. They primarily sense revelation from God through their senses. Okay. Not sight and not hearing, but through emotions Mm -hmm. and feeling things in their body. Right. And a lot of them end up being intercessors because they'll drive through a city and they'll feel this oppressive emotion that just comes over them when they drive through the city. And a lot of them have learned that they're spiritually sensitive to what's going on in that city. So they'll stop and do some prayer mm. and sometimes spiritual warfare and intercession. And when they do, usually those feelings leave. Yeah. So the Lord gives them like a prophetic burden that they feel in their emotions and senses and stuff of that nature. So I have a number of people that are going to be writing from that perspective. Interesting. Sounds like which is some stuff that you feel sometimes. <laughs> yeah. A lot of these people are women. Almost yeah. all of them actually. They say that women are intuitive, women's intuition. Yeah. Well, a lot of these women have this spiritual intuition where they just know what's going on. And they're nowhere. They just know things and they feel things and they go with those gut feelings. And that's actually the leading of the Holy Spirit showing them what's going on. So it is pretty interesting. I think there's a lot of people that have mistaken those feelings that they felt for their whole life. 
as feelings of depression yeah. and feelings of uh, hopelessness and despair that's coming from them right. and not realize it's actually God speaking to them and that he's given them a burden to pray for. Right. right. So it's pretty interesting. And I think a shift in thinking to actually step out and say, I'm going to just choose to believe this actually is from God and act on it that way, you know, because you've got to overcome the hurdle of, no, it's probably just me and I'm just making it up and yeah. reasoning. It's, well, it's, it's very similar in, in some ways to get receiving a word of knowledge for pain for somebody else. Yeah. Like you're sitting there in a meeting and all of a sudden your knee starts hurting like crazy. Like something really bad happened to your knee and you could think, wow, I injured my knee. Or you could realize, wait a minute, this is probably the Lord telling me something for somebody else. Right. Well, if you understand that concept that the Lord will give you a feeling in your body that's for somebody else, that prophetic feeling and the way people sense God emotionally is very similar to that, I think. I have a question for you. I was looking at your email, and you look like you are in business for yourself. What kind of service do you provide for people? Um, it's like academic tutoring. So usually I work with middle school or high schoolers, um, and I help them with anything from math to English to honing their writing skills. Okay. And then also I focus a lot on college entrance stuff like the SAT test and writing college essays uh, for the applications and all of that. So, Wow, that's cool. Yeah. I think you're really going to like Lydia. Yeah? <laughs> she was a composition tutor all the way through college. Oh, really? Yep. Oh, that's cool. She's got a psychology degree and a professional writing degree. Really? And she loves the field of writing mm -hmm. and composition, and she tutored people in composition and English all the way through college. And that's why she wanted to become a writer when she got out of college. She tried being a counselor and using her psychology degree and realized this was a big mistake. <laughs> I really don't have what it takes. But she loves encouraging and tutoring people in writing. So yeah. she's uh, trying to make a go of her writing career. Yeah, you can counsel people in that capacity. You know, I, That's what I, part of what I like about what I do is that I get to be involved in these students' lives. And the writing or the school is like just the doorway in, you know. Right. No, that's actually a really good way to, to view it. And that's how I look at my own ministry. The ambulance is merely a doorway into the life of somebody who probably needs prayer for something. Right, right. You know, <laughs> it's just an open doorway and I can ask, hey, you know what? Um, that looks pretty painful. Can I pray for you? <laughs> and we start talking and I give them testimonies. And next thing you know, the Holy Spirit's all over when they're crying and, you know, they're getting healed and stuff. It's really cool to see people take the perspective that their job is an opportunity for them to mentor and encourage and pray for people. Yeah, I'm trying to grow more in that. And for me, the hard part is that being in business for myself, I've got this battle. Like I'm, you know, I go into their homes and they, they want to talk to me about tutoring. And here I come wanting to talk to them about Jesus. It's like, I'm, I'm really been, praying and, and just seeking God on the Lord. I, I want just more boldness and tax to to be more just with with the love of Jesus for these students, you know. When I've been at jobs where I'm not working for myself, to me it feels a, I'm a little bit more free to talk with whoever because, you know, the for whatever reason, all of the pressure isn't on me to perform, manage this business. So. Well, when you're running your own business, there's always this concern that 
boy, if I lose enough clients because I'm telling people about Jesus, that couldn't be a bad thing. <laughs> but it's been my experience that as I have taken him into the workplace, mm-hmm. he has really opened doors and given me favor in some ridiculous ways. Really? Oh, yes. Here's a testimony. So it's one of my crazy adventures. <laughs> I had just recently switched employers. This was four or five months ago. And although I accrued vacation time, they would not allow us to use any of it until we'd been employed for six months. Mm-hmm. So I took this job in February. In May, I had to fly to Pennsylvania for my son's graduation from college. Okay. He graduated from Penn State. Now, last fall, my wife booked hotel, yeah. rental car, airline tickets for us to fly to Pennsylvania so we could go to the graduation. Right. My employer at the time gave me the time off. I had plenty of vacation time, had the time off, scheduled everything, no problem. So now I switch employers, and now I can't take any vacation time. Right. right. And I have all this money invested in this trip to Pennsylvania. Right. So I'm talking to our uh, scheduling person. And there's all these rules and restrictions, and you can't do this, and you can't do that, and you have to maintain this many hours, and you have to use a part-time area if you're going to have time off. And there was all these rules, and every rule was working against me, and it looked as though there there was no way I was going to be able to get this time off to go to this graduation. So there was a light, and I thought I had it worked out, and I submitted the my proposal to our scheduling person. And she said, no, that's not going to work. That's, there's no way we can do that. So I kind of threw up my hands and I said, well, this just is not going to happen. I'm not going to be able to go back to Pennsylvania for the graduation. So I'm going through this and I'm talking to my EMT partner about all this in the ambulance. Yeah. Okay. Telling him what's going on. Call up my wife. Honey, it doesn't look good. It's just, I've been trying and we can't get the time off from work. It just isn't going to happen. So she was, pretty disappointed. So we get to our station and I walk inside and it just so happens that our newly hired manager was there in the building. That was his first day at work. Yeah. And the regional president was in the building showing him around and introducing him to people. So he comes over to me and says, hey, how's it going? And I said, oh, it's going pretty good. Hey, have you met uh, our new manager? No, I haven't met him yet. So they do the introductions. He goes, you know, hey, how's everything going for you? I said, eh, pretty good. I only have one complaint. He goes, one complaint? What do you have to complain about? I thought you loved it here. And I said, I do love it here. It's awesome. He goes, what's your complaint? So I told him. I said, well, I, I have this problem. <laughs> I have to go to a graduation for my son. And before I came to work here, I had another employer. Everything was covered. Vacation, no problem. Now I have no vacation. Can't use it. I've been, you know, working with scheduling, and there's no way that they can do this for me. So the the regional president looks at me and goes, well, you know, our scheduling person is very limited as to what she can do, but I'm not subject to those restrictions. <laughs> Send me an email and I'll take care of it for you. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Just like that. Yeah. He totally wiped out all the obstacles. He said, nope, send me an email, give me the details and uh, I'll approve it and you'll get your time off. So, I turn around to walk out to the ambulance, and my partner is walking in. And I'm like, hey, dude, good news. I got the time off. He gives me a high five. He goes, I was out on the ambulance praying for you. (laughs) (laughs) So while I'm talking to my regional 
president, my partner is in the ambulance praying for me to have favor. Let me tell you something. That's just one of the crazy stories that I have in the workplace. Like God really seriously does just give me favor and open doors for me. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's great. That's incredible. Yeah. So even when things don't necessarily look like they're going really good for you, I would continue to, you know, if you honor God and if you do what he's asked you to do, uh, he will, he will blow your doors off. He will just wow you in ways you can't even imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Because I totally did not expect that when I went into work that day. I just thought, oh, it's over. We're just a bunch of money. We're out the money. I'm just going to have to eat it. And, right. And then he turned it all around. That's cool. That's good. Yeah, it was very cool. <laughs> all right. Cool, guys. Thanks for everything. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So I'll uh, talk to you sometime soon. Yep. Right. When I get my act together, I'm going to get the authors. I'll start sending paperwork to Lydia, and she can start helping you guys edit your stuff. Sounds good. She's chomping at the bit to get going on it, so i got to get going. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you again. Thank you. Yep. You are welcome. All right. Bless you. See you. All right. Well, folks, that is our show for today. I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for dropping by. If you're new to the podcast and you haven't been to my website, you might drop by and check out the articles I have there. If you have any questions or comments about the show, you can contact me at admin at prayingmedic.com. That's A-D-M-I-N at prayingmedic.com. I'd like to thank you again for dropping by. I hope you enjoyed the show.